Hello, everyone, and welcome to MedHeadOsNet Podcast, Season 3, Episode 15. We are live on YouTube. It is Thursday, February 9th, 2023. I'm your host, Vikas Lanyan, and as always, I'm joined by my magnificent co-host, Mr. Mike Balian, where we discuss our great Armenian history, covering different eras, topics, and people. Uh, today's topic is Armenian genealogy and history. Um... There's a lot that you don't yeah. know about this, or I, I didn't. We don't. We don't know about. I didn't. Uh, with our special guest Mike Cunningham, who will be joining us shortly. Um, how are you tonight? I, I can't believe it's already February. I know, but everyone ha- says that after half, New Year's. Yeah, it's halfway <laughs> through it's February. A, it's like what? It's already February. Yeah. Uh, Two more weeks and it's done. Yeah, more or yeah. less. Yeah, yeah. Um. Hope you guys enjoyed our last live. That was great uh, with Viken Rabian. Yeah, that from was support our heroes. And um, I want to mention again, guys, we have joined up with them. We are trying to help their cause. And uh, those of you who are interested in purchasing anything from our shop, from MedHeroSnet.com, uh, we want you to know that uh, if you guys use the promo code Artsakh you will get 10% off and then we'll match that and donate it to support our heroes. So um, you guys, please do that. Um, Our sculptures are a great gift for someone who loves Armenian history, uh, the t-shirts, the hats. So we encourage you guys to do this because we do want to get as much as possible donated to their fund. Um, Another thing I want to mention is Gevork Nazarian will be in town soon. He is coming to the States and uh we are excited to have him here can't wait um, to see the guy i, I want to mention this is a little bit premature but i want to talk about this real quickly we are possibly hopefully everything all the all the kind of dominoes fall into the right place of yeah. the cards i guess whatever yeah. you want to call yeah. it um uh, uh, we are starting a new program called med talk okay it's going to be a ted talk type of a thing we tried that with vahan setian i know that was a little bit different it was fast it didn't happen the way we wanted it but this is going to be uh on an actual in a theater like setting with stage and everything and give uh, will be our first guest so we're working on this most likely sometime in the middle of march how long is he um, going to be in town for he's here till beginning of april so wow um so as soon as so make sure you're following us on instagram facebook soon as we have all the details it's ready it's going to be a free event if you're going to be in the la area we want you to come we're going to promote it um and um uh, just it's going to be a great event two hours of just Gevork. <laughs> i mean it's going to be amazing so make sure you're following us we will let you guys know the about man, this. the man and, the and, myth the legend yeah and he will be on the show <laughs> as well so uh we'll we'll definitely have him live here and cover some great topics so i'm excited about that he should be here soon um all right so uh our so our guest mike cunningham he actually uh watches our podcast or listens to our podcast and he reached out to us and um it was very interesting we were like huh we need to have mike on our show like we need Uh, to talk to this guy yeah and um so Mike Cunningham, uh, who's going to be joining us from uh, Austin, Texas via video. Um, Mike is a world history teacher who currently teaches online at the University of Texas. He's also a speech and debate teacher at Del Valle Independent School District. He's also part of the AGB or Mean Virtual College. 
He just received his second master's in Armenian history and was awarded the 2022 Teacher of the Year Award by Anka. Mm-hmm. How amazing is that? So the list goes on. His resume is like just like, there's no way for me to go through it. But um, everybody, I want you to guys welcome Mike Cunningham. Hello, Mike. How are you? Hi, Mike. Uh, I'm doing fine. How about you guys? Good, good. Great. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Uh, I know you're about two hours ahead of us. So, um, you know, we know it's, it's a weeknight. The, and it's, yeah. Well, it's, it's a Thursday night. It's, it's almost Thursday. Friday. It's not, yeah. it's okay. not that bad. Right? It can't complain. All right. Well, Mike, uh, I know I kind of read a quick bio about you, but um, you have a very interesting story. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, if you can go ahead and share your story, how you came about the genealogy of Armenia and, and your own ancestry as well. Yeah, uh, a lot of people are, are very fortunate. Uh, they know their history when they're very little. Unfortunately, I was not one of them. Uh, I was born in Washington, D.C. I lived there about six months, and then my parents moved back to Minnesota. And I grew up uh, in Minnesota and moved down here in Texas my senior year in high school. And I met my uh, wife. Uh, I've been married uh, 50 years now, so it's wow. been pretty Congratulations. And, well, yeah, that, that was good. And I met my wife, and uh, we were going to live the American dream and, and uh, get a house and everything else like that. So I graduated from college, and then uh, I went up to Southern Illinois University, and uh, my first day there, I got laid off my job as graduate assistant because they had big cutbacks, so I came back mm-hmm. to Texas and uh, worked around a couple jobs. I got a job at a steel mill, which is kind of unusual uh, to speak of, yeah. and I worked as a steel inspector. And uh, in my job as an inspector, we were working with a lot of other people, college graduates. And uh, the steel job was paying very, very good money in the early 80s. Uh, you could easily make uh, $70,000, $80,000 a year. So that, that was uh, very decent money at the time. Well, uh, we had our one child, and then we're planning to have a second child. And uh, it all happened on a Friday, so I can kind of remember this one pretty easy. Uh, I went to work that day, and, and my wife went to go to the uh, 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 OBGYN. And uh, we, when we came home, we both had something to share. I told my wife uh, that we were going; I was going to be laid off. Uh, this was not unusual. I think I've been laid off about 20-something times uh, previous to that. But this layoff was going to be about six months layoff. So it's a, it's a pretty good layoff. Yeah. And then, and then my wife said, well, I got a surprise for you, too. You better sit down. And she and says, uh, well, we're going to have multiple babies. And I said, well, you know, that's kind of interesting, uh, multiple babies. And I said, well, uh, two? And she shook her head and said, no, uh, three. So uh, they, they wanted to. Yeah, this is kind of interesting. So uh, that Monday, they she went to back to the doctor. They put her in the hospital, and she stayed a little over two and a half months till the babies were born. And uh, I got a job in the layoff. I got a job right next to it in a restaurant right by the uh, uh, hospital. And uh, we were able to communicate. And I go in and talk. And the biggest thing we talked about was babies' names. So I got very interested in a couple of things. Number one, uh, where, how in the world did we get blessed with three babies? You know, we weren't doing any fertility or anything else. It was just natural. Found out one in every 10,000 births is, is that. And I have six different um, uh, people in my generation that have triplets. 
on on one of my side of my family. So I, I got to learn a little bit more history about that, but it really goes by my wife's shit. Okay, explain than myself. And so uh, I was writing to uh, some of my relatives, distant relatives in um, Philadelphia, and I got a hold of uh, people that wrote the uh, Claypool family uh, genealogy. And Claypool happens to be one of the gateway people. And the Claypools go into the uh, British royalty and the British royalty go into uh, Armenia. I'll explain that a little bit later. So I was telling my wife, I said, oh my gosh, this is so neat because uh, we're going to try to have something that would be names of families. We didn't know if we were going to have boys or girls. But that's how I originally got into it. Uh, and uh, I, I, from there, it, it kind of expanded. Uh, I wrote a supplementary textbook on genealogy. Uh, then I wrote a genealogy column that appeared in about 100 newspapers for about five years. And it would help people out doing genealogy. Mm-hmm. And I, I taught taught genealogy classes too. Wow. Got my master's in I got my master's in historical geographic movements, and uh, the rest is history. Wow! Wow! What trip, a story! Triplets in the family, man. Yeah, I heard it's a generational mm-hmm. thing. We're like a, you know, it can be well, passed uh, along in in family trees. Twins, yeah, you, triplets. You would, and uh, I, I didn't know it was Armenian, uh, so that that was really kind of a, a an eye opener. Yeah. And uh, and then I could tell you a little bit about some experiences I had later, and, and yeah. got into sure. the Armenian community here. Well, I mean, um, can you tell us about um, like traditional methods uh, used for keeping track of family history in Armenia? Yeah, see right? that. Be- that, uh, Mike, that's actually a very, very good question for a couple of reasons. And uh, one of the things that's important to understand, Armenia is not like many other countries. Uh, when I say that, Armenia wasn't even really a country until May of 1918 mm-hmm. and, and to December of 20, and then back again in, in 91. So you have to depend basically on the church, not on, uh, you know, civil records, which okay. is it's just good. The problem is from 1915 uh, to 1923, uh, the churches were decimated. And so there goes your local records. And because the Armenian church kept most of their records locally, not necessarily when they moved the catacombs, you know, and stuff like this, uh, there was a double whammy. So this is as impossible as this may sound to many people today. It's easier to check your Armenian history a thousand years ago than it is 120 years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, so, well, for obvious reasons. So, yeah, yeah. For, for obvious reasons. Yeah. So it's really very important for people like your age to talk to your families to make sure you have oral traditions and stuff like that. Because uh, when the people leave, when uh, I happen to be of an age to, I remember there would be people that were alive during the. They were. Uh, descendants of the uh, of the genocide or they were actually people of the genocide now today most of those people are, are gone and their stories will dissipate with them so it's very important for us to to tell the story of course but uh uh to to say uh you know you have some russian records but the ottomans did not really care too much for armenians and the record keeping was really bad on the civil level well i mean it was i mean we can we could safely yeah. all assume that it was part of the agenda yeah i mean not that they had into oh, yeah. maybe they did maybe they did i don't know i don't want to assume anything but uh 
besides the fact that it was definitely a part of the agenda. You wipe out, of course, of course, that any, portion any, of any it. record. Of I mean, course, that's the whole point, yeah. right? Yeah, but that's interesting well, how the church, the churches, uh, were the ones that kept birth records, right? And well, I think christenings also, have yeah. something to do with that uh, yeah, too, of course. right? Yeah, and that brings up a very good point. That uh, if you look at this, the Armenian Church, I believe it's uh, episode. Uh, I think I have my notes here. Episode 24 of season two. Oh, and, with Hamlet. Hamlet and yeah. 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 And you and they ask about how important the Armenian church was or, or something to that effect. Mm. The Armenian church, it, it, it's so fascinating to understand the history of the church and the history of Armenians because the Armenian church is so close to the early Christian church. If you take a look at the West, the West separated out uh, baptism, confirmation, First Communion into three mm-hmm. separate deals. The Armenian Church had kept it all three together. together. Now the, the interesting part is you end up with a lot of people who are lapsed or, or fallen away. They they were baptized, but they were never confirmed. Therefore, they can't really get married into the church. If you have a baptism like that, unlike if a Protestant or whatever to that effect, you can get the records because if you know the baby was born in March or something, you know what you look for the records very quickly thereafter. You don't have to worry about, you know, five years, 10 years or whatever yeah. the other records yeah. are. Yeah. So, so it's important to understand that the Armenian church uh, records were that way. Uh, it's very similar to what it was that at the very early part of the church. So th- there's an answer to a previous question, plus gives you an answer uh, how important it is in history as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to thank everybody who's joining us live on YouTube. Uh, we are uh, joined by Mike Cunningham, and we're talking about Armenian genealogy mm-hmm. and history. Uh, Mike, you know, all of us Armenians who are in the diaspora, um, what can you say? How did the diaspora influence the preservation of the genealogical information? Okay, that, that's very important. Uh, I believe if you look at this estimate between about 2.9 million people live in Armenia today, mm-hmm. Armenians, and there's between 7 and 10 million in the diaspora. The problem is there's actually probably 10 times that much in the diaspora, and we can talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. But when you have the majority of your population outside of your country, it's very uh, important for people, and you'll see this like uh, – You'll see this in uh, probably Southern California. What is the most popular Spanish holiday? Cinco de Mayo. Uh, Cinco de Mayo. And Cinco de Mayo is not celebrated much in Mexico. It's, it's the 16th of September, which is Independence Day uh, when they rang the bells. Father Hidalgo rang the yeah. bells in Mexico. Okay. So when the diaspora feels uh, home, uh, they want they want to go back to Yerevan, or they would like to go back to Armenia, or, or they like to go to Ma'ara. You, uh, you speak a lot of times about you know going to places like that. You have a more longing for it, so they have a more desire to find out the records and stuff. So the diaspora keeps uh, a good, strong, and important part to play with the three million people that live in uh, Armenia. And I think you said before, Mike. Uh, I mean, Vic, when you're talking about. Uh, Hollywood and making shows. And you said you like the Ottoman uh, show a whole lot on television. Yeah. Uh, I think what's kind of important about this is if people really realize how many people have Armenian heritage, we would have a lot more people in this disaster and which would actually influence even greater. We'd have more people than the Turks have in Turkey. 
You know, it's it's interesting that you bring up that point. I never thought about that. Yeah. Prior, I mean, no, I know you and I have talked about like, oh, you know, convert like uh, assimilated Armenians. I know we've talked yeah. about it in the past with other guests, right? But you've never thought about who and where their generational track might go of further course. back I mean, to, right? Right now, I know it was on Instagram, uh, that famous actor, Joe Mag- Manganiello. Manganiello. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah he yeah. is of Armenian yeah, he's our, he's, he's I mean, of who would have thought, you yeah. know? So, uh, again, there's, there's a... I know... Uh, you know, I call them the sleeping cells, <laughs> you know, like it's an there's, interesting way and of putting it's not, it. yeah. It, and it's not just here. I think it's worldwide because I mean, uh, think about how many after the genocide, especially mm-hmm. even prior to gen- listen, pri- there's pri- been multiple pri- genocides before the genocide that we keep talking about. Yeah. There's been a lot of massacres. Yeah. And during mm-hmm. those massacres, a lot of Armenians did escape as well. They didn't stay there. So yeah. they did branch off to Europe and even came here. So, Again, you're talking about if one woman met another nationality and got married and had kids, by the t- are you talking about, let's say, in the 1800s, right? Okay. If, by the, nowadays, those grandchildren are so oh, similar. They have no idea oh, yeah, where yeah, their absolutely. roots are from. I've, I've met a ton of people from the East Coast that moved out here to L.A. Yeah. Um, quarter Armenian. I don't know, whatever. Whatever, yeah. whatever number you want to coin to it, right? Yeah said, oh, my grandmother was full Armenian and then married a so-and-so Irish man yeah. or whatever, especially on the East Coast. You know, yeah. there's a huge Irish population, yeah. right? Um, these types of stories pop up all the time. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. Very interesting. Um, we got some new people. Oh, Levick's actually joining us. Hey, Levick, welcome to the show. First timer. Uh, I want to thank again everybody who's joining us. I uh, hope you guys are enjoying this conversation with Mike Cunningham. It's a really interesting question he asks. What's yeah. a, what's the legal, if there's such a legal thing, what's the legal percentage you need to have to be a certain race? What is it, one-eighth he's okay. asking? Well, if you look at the census for this last year, you claim whatever you want to claim. Okay. So I put down I put down twenty one different uh, nationalities because I, I know of twenty one different countries that my relatives came from. Yeah. So uh, what happened? And I believe you. I forget what episode. So I, I I should should have told you. But remember when you, you were talking about Aryan, the word Aryan. Yes. And, and yes. People the, yep. Okay. Yep. There's another word that people have. But it's going to be very important for tonight's discussion. It's the word Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Caucasian yeah. came in 1785, and it, and uh, it has a, a a denotation, I guess, of uh, something being bad because it, they try to put it into uh, something else. Mm-hmm. But if you think about this, if uh, Armenia is the cradle of civilization. Which, which I do believe it is. And I think Mike and you and Vic have both said, you used to be taught about Rome, you taught about Greece, mm-hmm. but yeah. I guarantee you more people probably have Armenian heritage when you look at than the Roman or Greece heritage, which is going to be kind of crazy. Yeah. And as you all know, most of the Byzantine nobility have Armenian heritage very easily. So when, when you take a look at that, it would stand to reason that if we are called Caucasian that we came from the Caucasus Mountains. Mm-hmm. Or the region, right? Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. like we, we, we've mentioned. You and I have talked about this a few times and had a, a small discussions about it. How Mesopotamia is just an umbrella term. Of course, Mesopotamians was an umbrella term. It's just like I know I've mentioned this. I know you've talked about this. It's like the United States of America. What's really an American? Yeah, right. Yeah. We're just a mixture of so yeah. many different cultures. It's the same thing with when when we refer to the uh, the, the Fertile Crescent, Mesopotamia. Yeah. 
they were a whole bunch of different people yeah. that occupied a, a massive, massive area, area. and you right? know what, what, and we happen to occupy a bunch of those yeah, massive the areas. northern part of northern the but and but then you can go south into metani and yeah, so on course, so forth and yada yeah. yada yada yeah what, what what really really gets to me is the fact that whatever historical documentary you watch yeah it is always mesopotamia mesopotamia yeah it, even everything now everything even is now, just it's, it's an umbrella term it's yeah. just an yeah, umbrella just, term they don't even take the time to really no. research it but no. obviously we know there's other uh sources involved behind this to make sure that it's not mentioned as the Armenian Highlands. Um, and that's what the point of us doing all this stuff is to correct. Yeah. Well, you know, you know it's, it's, it's uh, good topic for conversations and yeah. digging into further. Yeah. In uh, 2001, there was a term called edgicide and edgicide. Uh, it was later applied, I believe in uh, 2022 on, in a paper uh, about the education and Edgicide is a genocide of education. And when, when they try to take over education and they teach you improper things for you to learn and then do it deliberately, that's the gonna that's how they keep this thing going. And it's exactly what you were saying. Babe. That's a, that's an interesting uh, term that you mentioned to us. Yeah. Edgicide. I'd never heard of that until you know we yeah. spoke to you about that. And I was like, wow, that's a that's a fascinating um, term. Speaking of edgicide, I want to uh, post this um so this Q, uh, QR, not a hashtag, I kept saying hashtag last time, <laughs> this QR code that you guys see on the upper left corner, if you guys scan that, that will uh, get you to a, a uh, kind of like a form that, that Mike has put together and it talks about edgicide and it goes into mm -hmm. the entire genealogy. Yeah. Uh, it's a very interesting, it's very long. So uh, we, we, we're going to we be discussing yeah, some, we're of, it discuss tonight, some yeah. of those things tonight. I, I didn't want to like post it on the screen because I think it's not going to be helpful, but um, go ahead and, and scan that QR code for now and it will, uh, you guys can download it. Take your um, download. Yeah. It, and, and go through it. It's very, very, and talks about what Mike is doing and, and, and do, they're doing some great work. Work, which we'll get into a little bit later on. So I want to make sure that everybody is aware of that. Um, you know, can you can you discuss the role that the Armenian church played, as you mentioned earlier, and about preserving some of those genealogical records and how they went about it or what what processes, if you know, if you have any information on this. Like how do, yeah. how did they how did they go about preserving these in such a turbulent time portion yeah. of the world well okay uh, yeah it's really kind of interesting because i don't think there's been a real time of peace when it comes to the uh, place of armenia for many many years uh, uh, so the church was basically the center point uh, or the center focal point for most of people's lives uh unlike what we take religion today many of us take religion today as a, as something to go to church and and come home on sunday but the Armenian church was basically the uh, center point for most of uh, from 301 when St. Gregory, uh, uh, you know, helped convert the Armenian mm -hmm. people through. The, uh, and then it was really kind of interesting. Within four generations, his family marries into the family of the king that put him into the pit. This uh, June the 10th will be the uh, feast day of when he gets out of the pit. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, and if you ever, if you ever get to go there and I guess, uh, he's claustrophobic, but yeah. to make a, yeah. a long, uh, to make a, a kind of interesting story about this, the church itself plays such a role because you had, uh, for many years or from, uh, the time of, uh, until, uh, Ashot 
comes back and reestablishes uh, for about 500 years when they were yeah. still mm-hmm. part of Persia. Yeah. Uh, they were just an island of Christianity uh, amongst uh, completely surrounded, except by in north by some of their cousins in Georgia, uh, of uh, uh, Muslim. And uh, all the records and stuff were kept, and records were kept very well in noble families. Noble families, you know who begat who begat, and it were kept uh, immediately. It's just the people who may not have that type of tradition. Now, it's kind of strange to think, you're going to think, well, I came from Armenia or, or, or that. I may not have any noble families, but if when you take a look at it, we're going to talk a little bit later, most of us will have some noble family of some sort in our in our in our heritage. I know I don't. Yeah. In, yeah. I'm I'm looking forward uh, to I'm looking forward to getting tapping into yeah. that conversation in a bit. Yeah. Okay. But just get back to the church. Uh, I know Father Tadios, uh, my my spiritual director. He's mm-hmm. uh, a retired priest. He used to work in the eparchy up in uh, New York. He's in in New Hampshire right now. And uh, to make a, uh, he will he would explain and his father. Uh, was a very young boy when uh, when the genocide took place, and they marched him out in the desert. And, and he'll tell you some very you know disheartening stories. Yeah. But they would they would even people on a, on a, when they'd be marching, they were taking their battles, they were taking other things, and keeping the family records because they wanted to preserve them. But the church has a long tradition of, of trying to do that. People, uh, uh, you know, trying to help out for long periods of time. So I, I think a church is, is, is very important. And go back to one more thing. It's so important to understand exactly if you take a look at 450. There were at East, at Mike, East can church. you repeat that part here? I think you're having a little bit of internet connection might, issue. It yeah. might be some Chinese yeah. weather <laughs> balloon interference. <laughs> okay, no, no joke. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I was trying to tell you in 451, yeah. Yeah. Armenians could, couldn't send couldn't send any delegation to the uh, uh, the church council at Chalcedon, and so they were kind of put out, and that's why the Armenian church is in the Oriental church, not in the Eastern Orthodox church or whatever, because mm-hmm. uh, we were fight we uh, Armenians were fighting the Persians at the time, and thought that was a little more important. But the but the church has a uh, done some tremendous things on that. Uh, I think that's probably uh, you know, the I, best I could uh, come up with. Go it, ahead. It's interesting. I, uh, I, I never thought about that. I, it's one of those things that kind of escapes your mind when you're thinking about all this stuff, right? Yeah. Like, okay, well, how do they keep birth records? You never, I mean, I didn't, right? Back then. And, and the fact that he's telling us that churches kept birth records, I mean, it makes sense why, mm-hmm. yeah. right? But it never crossed but my I mean, mind. But if personally. you think of from royalty, right? Sure. To, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. To common folk, everything you did was through the church, yeah. right? If if yeah. if they were they were right. praying, I'm sure the the column that the what do you call? Yeah, them? they were the all clergymen. That not that, just that the, the women that go to the home to help give birth. I forget the oh, midwives uh, or whatever. Midwives, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. I'm sure the mm-hmm. midwives were connected through the church. So if there was there was uh, a birth, they had to record it, and then there's obviously the christening yeah. involved. So all yeah. this stuff is done uh, it's, through the church. Church, right it, yeah. that's how it was and this is going back to from the first church that was built you know from gregory's side and, never and, never considered it i don't yeah, know i guess it yeah. escapes your mind sometimes yeah. because you're they, thinking about they, so many other things when you're diving into i such think the heavy church topics. played a, a very big role than we can imagine because we're so used to 
the government now well, yeah, keeping records. The, the modus yeah. operandi yeah. of now, right? Yeah. Like yeah. we're used so, to everything so now. Yeah. It's hard for us to comprehend that, okay, well, back then, even though there were royalty kingdoms, the king wasn't keeping records. No, it was, of course you not. Know, the king he, he ain't got king. time for yeah, that. He's the king. Yeah, he's the king. So, so yeah. Um, well, I, you know, moving forward from that, uh, I wanted to ask you, Armenian names and naming. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, the convention of it, I guess you can say. What kind of impact does it have on the the research of genealogy as far as our Armenian lineage goes? Okay. You have brought up a very good question. And, and let me try to explain and go uh, a route like this. Mm -hmm. uh, do you ever eat at McDonald's? Not, Not anymore. anymore. <laughs> good. Okay, but, okay, now, what does McDonald's stand for? Uh, uh, please enlighten us. <laughs> the, the, the yellow no, no. arches? I don't know. No, no, no. I mean, I know there son might be some symbolism okay. to it. No, no, son of Donald. Mac was Scottish for son of. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. okay, like you drink O'Doul's, son of Duel. Okay, you see, oh, yeah. Henry, yeah, yeah, son yeah, yeah. of Henry. Okay. If it's Polish, SKI, they would SKI after their thing would be a son of. That, yeah, that's it, true. Yeah. Okay, so when when you take a look at this, last names are really not really last names. My name is Cunningham. Okay, my uh, my father has to be. You know, that's where I get my Armenian roots. But uh, my relative that came over from County Cork was Miles Franklin. When he landed in Flemington, New Jersey. He was given the name Cunningham because he came from the Cunningham farm. Okay, he did so. Oh, Cunningham has nothing yeah. to do with the family. Okay, yeah. in in Armenia, if you go back to ancient Armenia, even though we will see some people with IANs and stuff like that, they'll stop at some point, and Uni. that would just mean son of, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so you would trace it back to a son of, or they would go by family names. Yes. So we end up seeing is so and so, so and so. And they'll say the country's name. And uh, like in the Bragatuni Bracket in, in family, they will have like four cadet areas. So they have four different groups of people. You might mm -hmm. have the same names in the same era. So let's say you and Mike are about the same age. And let's say you are cousins. You could be Mike. You could be Mike. And then he would have the same name. And then he would just be of Glendale or of, uh, of a, you know, another city. So, uh, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't confuse. It doesn't confuse the person anymore. But it, it's confusing to us now because everybody goes by last name without realizing how they got their last name. Yeah. I can tell you some horror, horror stories. Uh, my third great grandfather came from Norway. He, he stowed away on a boat when he's thirteen years old. He had to. No, he didn't have tuberculosis. But back in those days, they called consumption. He had this cough. Mm -hmm. So when he came into. Uh, try to come through Ellis Island. He jumps off the boat and swims ashore to New York city. Okay. Wow. Uh, it's awesome. Okay. Okay. This is cool. Uh, and so I have relatives that swam here to the country illegally. So, you know, I, I that's kind of a cool uh, system and uh, they could not understand his English. So they called him Sam because uh, his name wasn't Sam. And the only thing they get out of him, he lives in the hills. So that his name was Sam Bakken. Bakken meant hills in Norwegian. So they would just give names to people as they came through. So uh, you you would get totally butchered. I have some relatives that uh, lived on a hill, 
And uh, one that were Bakkens when they lived on a little bit of the hill like here. Yeah. And the Dockenbakkens lived up higher on the hill. So they're called Dockenbakkens, but they were first cousins. Wow. So you, you, have this, you have this confusion when you go back and chase anything in genealogy is what yeah. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah. So there's a so lot it, of cluster you got to go through to try to actually get to the true names yeah of the, yeah of so it's, it's not it's not as name. is yeah. it's not as is yeah. you know that's interesting you're, you're like, yeah. from you're from Mike like of, of los villas yerevan no, because they, my mom and dad were from there <laughs> I, I don't know does it go that far back i, I don't know i don't know well, let's figure it out that's really yeah. interesting um since we're talking about um how some of these you know, our genetics might be connected to royalty. I know you mentioned something about this. I kind of want to ask you oh, about yeah. that. Um, what role did the Armenian kingdom of Kilikia or Cilicia play in the genealogy of European royalty, including, oh, okay. um, I don't know, you want to fill us in? I, I'll, I'll leave that up to your surprise. Okay, yeah, I, I'll, I'll backdate you a little bit. Okay, if you take a look at Reuben, Reuben was, uh, remember, he, he vanishes off of the uh, central part of uh, Anatolia. I won't call it the name of a T, but it was central Anatolia. Okay, and he comes down and, and goes in uh, Cilicia, mm-hmm. and uh, they, they start the Reubenian dynasty, which comes into the kings there. Mm-hmm. He is a Bagatuni, and uh, you can trace back his family, and he marries into things like this. The best things I could ever tell you. This is like so exciting. Their intermarriages of the Bagatuni family, these people were like the Kardashians or of their day. They would be married every they would they would trade in and everyone would marry another famous person. So once you get into one part of the family, it just opens up like a spider web and you're you're related to everyone. Well, it's it works so well that in uh Sicilia uh, uh, uh Okay, they marry a bunch of French people. The French people marry into the English people. The English people, uh, and then you then you got some of them will get married into some of the Crusader families. The uh-huh. Crusader families marry into the Polish families, and so you look at Spain, you look at France, yep. you look at England, you look at Poland. Every single one of those royal families will have Armenian heritage. From the well, the descendants that go back to the Bagatunis. Well, we uh, really quick, Mike. Let me pause you there. We talked about one of the episodes. I forgot which one it was. Pardon me. Um, we talked about how during the Holy Wars, when Kilikau played such an important yep. part in in being hospitable, yeah, towards the the, the, the Crusaders, the, the crusaders yeah. right? A lot of the more noble families married off their daughters to some of the Templar factions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And we, we, we made mention of this. Yeah. So yeah. this might've actually been bigger than what we talked about. I, I, I don't, was it the episode of Cilicia? That we uh, might've been, okay. might've been. All right. It's possibility. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, what? Uh-huh, go ahead. No, I, you take, you take a look and, and we'll show it later. when you go back to see Gregory and, and you'll see, uh, uh, this is kind of fascinating too. Most people not. I think I forgot. Most people do not understand the interrelationships. King John for the Magna Carta actually mm-hmm. borrowed money from his cousins and signed the Magna Carta with mostly his cousins. All these people are so interrelated that uh, in a couple of generations they marry again. So you could just go back 
And uh, the same is true with, uh, uh, I'll, I'll show you the, the family here in, in a second, how yeah. you can trace right back to, uh, to that. Yes. Uh, speaking of kings, um, can you, I mean, this is what really kind of, you know, when we first ch uh, talked, obviously, uh, when we, we had a Zoom call before, you know, uh, the show and everything, and you told us about it, the stuff which blew our minds. Um, can you discuss the connection between Armenian genealogy and Edward III, King of England? Yeah, uh, through his wife and through his wife. And, and there's several ways. And, and uh, I think it's one of those things we're about to show you later on. I'll show you in the graph form pretty quickly. But uh, it's through uh, the French that you'll end up uh, having all his descendants will have had relations right directly back to um, um do you want me to bring that on the screen yeah yeah if you want to that's fine okay give me a second okay, so this is get up, get by the way yeah. i'm gonna put another qr code for you guys now this is well, you can download this it's a pdf you can download this click on the qr uh, or not click uh, scan it i don't know if it's click clickable i don't know if some people can click on it but um yeah so let's let's go to the you guide me tell me which page i don't know if people can see this clearly yeah this is probably a, a good page right here and the reason why i, I kind of wanted to, to talk a little bit about saint gregory saint gregory uh is a got a pretty good documented uh genealogy now it, it goes a little bit uh history will We'll have stories about him and his father and how he went to Cappadocia and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But but you got who begat who begat who, and you go all the way down the first column there, and then it then it branches off to two different ways. And on the one on the left is actually it goes all the way down here, which you could go down to the last couple of ones if you look at. You see a king of Poland, a king of Poland, a king of Poland. Uh, 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 a king of uh, Pol uh, Queen of Poland that uh, excuse me, a prince of Pol a princess of Poland that marries the king of Castile. Then the then the Castile marries Aragon, and then they marry into pro uh, provinces a part of France, and then they marry uh, into Savoy, and Savoy end up with a lot of people in Silesia uh, later on another generation, and then this is where Eleanor of Provence, who is the uh, Henry the Third. And then that's a direct line of how you could go back right to St. Gregory. Yeah. Now, on this other side here, which is kind of interesting, this goes through the uh, Byzantines, and the Byzantines are, are just completely all over the place when it comes to different Armenian heritage. So you could have uh, one or two uh, lines. Here, you might would actually have two or three lines going right back to Armenia. So instead of just having... Uh, and this is just one group. Uh, a person could be, and uh, let's say that you think that you're English or you think that you're Spanish or you think like this, you could have several lines going back. Uh, the thing which is kind of interesting here, if you take a look at here, it says Anna of uh, Byzantine, Byzantium, and Louis the Blind, uh, king of, of Italy, mm -hmm. and emperor, Holy Roman Emperor. That gentleman, they had a child named Charles uh, Constantine. Now, this Charles Constantine, is uh, uh, Constantine is a, a strange name for a French person. Normally, they would think it would be Greek or Latin in there. And it's there's a historical debate whether that's actually uh, their son or not. Mm -hmm. This other one is, is pretty good. 
So you're always going to have some controversy, but uh, most of the people here will accept that. Then it goes straight down again, and you can go right into the, the kings. If you go to the next page, it starts showing the interrelationships between uh, going back to Edward and here. Now here you go to, to the Constance of Province, and you can see King Henry I, the king of the Franks, and he marries Anna of Kiev, of the Kievan Rouge. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Philip I of France, and then you got Hugh Magnus there of France, and it goes down, and you can start seeing the Clares, uh, the Beaumonts. Yeah. All these people are that. But notice here, if you can, look at the shields. What yeah. do you notice on those shields? Well, yeah, Cilicia. Yes. Yep. Yep. And so you were going to, if I, if I did nothing else now, but you go through here and look at these shields, these shields are exactly the same uh, shields that Armenians had. So you can tell that there is a, a there much was, better relationship. So, so I mean, if you're talking about cultural exchanges, uh, intermarriages <laughs> between, um, I guess let's call it somewhat significant nobility families or people of power or whatever you want to consider it of the time, right? Um, right. Can, can you shed some more light on on that, what you just okay. showed us with, with, let's say, some of the European royalty and Armenians marrying or commingling with them? Yeah. You know? Yeah. If, uh, if somebody will download those and just take a look, yeah. you'll, I think I counted 20-something odd shields or crests that would be very similar to the Armenian shield or crest, which would mean that there's uh, not only contact, but people knew that there were contact, which is very, which is very fascinating. Yeah. Now, if you take a look at common people, the common people normally married within five miles of where they live. Mm-hmm. Okay. The royalty will marry like halfway across the world. Well, so, yeah. Yeah. We, we may, so you're not going to see too many common people up and leave because they didn't have the opportunity to get married. However, in the royal family, they would marry people off to what would be advantageous to them. So what you're actually seeing is this is how di- diplomacy took place. This is how mediation took place. They did this instead of war. So yep. they were doing this. But as they did this, this is fascinating. Now, I didn't include this, but I, I kind of like to talk to you a little bit about this. Sure. And this is uh, goes to the uh, Ascruni and uh, uh, Be- uh, Bagatuni families when they intermarry, uh, I think around eight nine hundred uh, AD. Did you know uh, that they started in three hundred BC in Korea? The Korean family moves to China, marries into the Tang into uh, families there. The that family moves in and goes into India. Indian family goes into Persia. They marry into some exarchs. Okay, and we'll talk okay. about Exlox in a second. Then they marry into the Bagatuni family. So the Bagatunis make this claim that they go all the way back to Adam and that, that well, the funny part about that is a lot of people say, oh, you know, you can't do that. Well, if you study the Jewish history and you study Exlarks, Exlarks have kept great family records on purpose, mm-hmm. and that's how they prove their genealogy. So once you married into the Exlark family, you could actually literally have go back to go where back it to, came. Yeah. So we uh, Armenia is in the middle of the Silk Road. Mm-hmm. Okay, we are in, we are in the center of the world. Without real realizing it, we had cultural interchanges from China all the way back. Many of our families came from China as they came, especially the royal families because they kept on you know, moving westward and stuff like this. And you could traditionally look through that. I could send you a bunch of stuff. It's just enough to really get people interested. Yeah, and yeah, you, and you yeah, prob- absolutely. And you, probably, 
you probably don't really think about it, but if you're in the middle point and Armenia is really in the middle point, you assume that, okay, we had trade. We are, we're also going to have uh, a bunch of uh, well, all, the, all the commerce and whatnot. And, you know, just it being more or less like a hub. It was a stop for everybody. Yeah. yeah. Right. Of travelers, of travelers course, who yeah. were in, in mer- mer- merchants and et cetera. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Very interesting. Um, again, I want to thank everybody who's joining us live on YouTube. Um, I want to let, uh, uh, actually, later on, whoever's going to be listening to this, the same QR code that people are able to download these these forms uh, or the PDF will have the links in the body of the podcast. So those of you who will be listening later on, you guys can download it yourself. And it's very, very interesting. Um, Mike, can you discuss uh, the, the most surprising findings uh, in your research connecting uh, Armenian genealogy with Edward, the, uh, you know, Edward the third. Yeah. Uh, I did something uh, since we, we discussed, uh, I, I've done a, a couple things I tell you are really surprising. First of all, it shocked me that I found out I was Armenian when I was 27. I mean, that, that was the initial thing that uh, was kind of interesting. Uh, then uh, my, ne- my, my biggest thing, I guess you would say at, at this point, is just how many people are are related. Mm-hmm. And I, I did a uh, a video type thing, and they can download it. I think you're gonna they can take a look. It's like 26 minutes long. What I did is I put 300 people together, and uh, I asked them what was the question. What were what do they all have in common? Mm-hmm. And what they all have in common is that they could have relatives traced back to Armenia, but they mm-hmm. would include people like uh, Nathan Fellin from the Rookies. Uh, it would include uh, uh, oh gosh, uh, it would include Winston Churchill. Include uh, Diane Spencer. It would include a, a lot of people that you would not think: Barack Obama, Beyonce, what? Uh, what? Meghan Merkel. Yeah. Uh, okay. Really? And then when you, yeah, take a look at that video and then start looking at everybody's nose and their eyes. And all of a sudden you can start seeing there are similarities. Now here is the shocker deal. If allegedly we are millions and millions of years old, mm-hmm. think about this a second. Well, yeah, the odds we have, of- we would have common ancestors, but our common ancestors would have been millions of years ago. I'm telling you right here and right now, we have common ancestors, but they're proud. They're within a thousand years. And many of them could be traced to a small country today that we didn't stand up for in 1915. Now, if we were had proper education in 1915, Woodrow Wilson was our, our, our Armenian descent. He married uh, two women. One woman died in the white house. He married Edith. Both of them were of Armenian descent. William Howard Taft and his wife were of Armenian descent. That's and crazy. Theodore Roosevelt was of Armenian descent. But we decided to sit there and twiddle our thumbs and do nothing and not help out, even though we knew that that was good. If they had known, would they have made a difference? That's my question. That's why I think it's so vitally important for us to actually get the word out there, with shows like this, to get people interested in studying their own history, because then we can change history for the future. Mike, I want I want to ask you, which will segue into my next question: Is how easy is it for any individual to get their hands on this type of information? Like, let's say, okay, we we hear about our historical figures, our ex presidents, and whatnot, right? A lot of yeah, people, yeah. a lot of people won't 
to, and I'm not trying to discredit humanity, but a lot of people won't dive into, oh, I wonder where this person was from. What's their, what's their historical background, their genealogy and whatever the case is. But how easy is it to, let's say I want to dive into Teddy Roosevelt's genealogical uh, uh, history, mm. right? How easy is it to get this yeah, kind of information? And I, I can share with you right now. Sure. Uh, there's a website, uh, famouskin.com, and you can get every president there is. Uh, a, a girl out in um, California in 2012 was uh, a project, and she put down that 43 of the 44 presidents at that time were related, and also yeah. uh, to King John, and uh, got quite a bit of stuff was in all newspapers and stuff like that. Later, Trump goes through Scotland and ends up in the same place, and then they find out a line, and Biden in the same case. So, uh, coincidentally, I don't know if people have thought about this, Charles Darwin is an Armenian. What? Okay, now, Charles... Yeah. <laughs> what? Okay. okay. I, okay, I mean, now, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just shocked. Okay, no, 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 no. Okay, I, I just want to. No, I'm not laughing okay. at you. I, I hope I'm. You, you, great. you can go ahead and laugh at me. This That's, is good. No, no, okay. no, no. I'm not laughing at you. I just, no, no. I'm shocked. This okay. is the first I've okay. ever heard of anything like this. Please explain. Okay, okay. Charles Darwin wrote the Origin of Species. If you believe what he said, he said, you know, that man, you know, transformed into something else. Okay, okay. right. And the problem would be is that if we actually really did this, we would be so old that we would have to have millions and millions and millions and millions and millions of more people on the earth that never existed. Yeah. Okay. So you go back to what I termed that engine side. We have, since we've gone to this idea of origin of species, we have had to try and take away and try to uh, not really get people to question because all of a sudden, how could we have we have more people today than we ever had before. How could that be possible to have that many people back then? So valid it, point. It, it is a extremely valid point, and people don't question that. We're questioning the wrong things. Well, I mean, we can talk about mainstream well, I, media being a major yeah, resource well, as to why, but let's not dive down that know, rabbit hole. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm talking about right now is that you know we we question. You know, we, we put our faith in science, but yes. what is science? Yeah. Science is actually questioning. And today, if you question something, you are canceled. So therefore, you shouldn't question. Okay, then that's not really science either. All we're trying to do is in genealogy is the science of who begat who begat who, and you trace back like that. Yeah, which actually has which actually has records. Yeah, there, there's yeah. records. Right. Yes, yeah, these yeah, are yeah, these yeah. are these are documented pieces. Right. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not uh, trying to. Uh, no, 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 not at all, Mike. Let me ask you. Uh, you know, when, when we talking about okay, they were of our. It, obviously, mo probably 99 percent of them don't know, but it, how? I mean, to claim if that's the case, we can claim pretty much. Well, yeah, I have a follow up question yeah, to what you're asking. I'm just asking, like, at what point would they go like, oh, okay, if that's the case, I'm, I'm so many different, you know, uh, nationalities or yeah. heritages. Um, do you think if, if, if you're saying like, let's say for example, I'm trying to word the question the right way. So it, it, it comes out better. Um, so let's talk about Barack Obama, for example, right? You're saying yeah. that he has Armenian heritage. Well, mm -hmm. I, I mean, he can, you know, it might be so minute that portion of the army yeah, that really far yeah, back that somewhere, can, somewhere like, okay, whatever. So what, you know, like how do we get them to appreciate and, and get excited about that? That, that, that's where I'm trying to get to basically. 
Yeah. See, that's where it's really important for history to come in mm-hmm. because Barack Obama's uh, has extremely important noble families from Armenia. Okay. Yeah. So, for example, can you can you give us some examples? Yeah, he would go back into the Bagatuni families too. Okay, because when you take a look at it, that's how all these people can get related because they all married off so well, and they, they kept on marrying till we get to his to his relatives. Mm-hmm. So we may not know about so and so that died in uh, in 1920, yeah. but we would know something about this that took place in 900 simply because the records were kept. The records were good. The records were taken to another country, and uh, we go that route like that. So what we should do is try to look at why are we not teaching? I think Mike's brought this up before. Why are we not teaching world history uh, and showing that Armenia as a cradle of civilization is yeah. much more important yeah. than Greece? Yeah. By the way, they say or, uh, Athens started the democracy. They did, but the democracy allegedly was you had to be uh, owned uh, property. You had to be 21 years yeah. old. You had to be male. Yes. Yes. That's not it's not really what we call a democracy. No, you, you so, have to you have to be a part of a certain type of class to be able to yeah, yeah. participate in voting and whatnot. This yeah. is the way it was done. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm thinking I, I know you said this before, but I'm thinking that we should stress our commonalities and then we have a lot less differences than we would have because we have a lot more similarities when it comes to genetics and a lot of people think. Especially when you start stumbling on these ideas that we were so closely related not that terribly long ago. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I used to do this in my classes a lot of times. I said, well, we had 30 people in the class. And uh, they said, well, you know, we could be related. And this one girl says, well, I have Armenian roots too. And found out, you know, like yeah. cousins from way back and whatever. I mean, more than likely, depending on where you came from. And if we wanted to do a challenge and I come back later, I could find out how I'm related to you. And I think that would be a good challenge. <laughs> that would be awesome. So, so you, you come back and say, okay, here you go. You take a person that you've never seen before, and he is your, like, 26 cousins so many times removed or whatever. But, yeah, see, that's what I, that's what I was going to ask was um, concerning Darwin. Let's just use him as the example since you, you mentioned him. How yeah. far back was that traced to him having some sort of, I guess, the, the end point or beginning point, if you will, I guess, I, consider me a layman when I'm asking this question. Um, the, yeah. the end point or the beginning hey, point of the okay. Armenian in his genealogical lineage. Yeah, it will go back. It depends. I, I'm not that as familiar. I just did check out on, on that. So I put him up there because I know he goes mm-hmm. back to King John. But if he goes back, to Edward III or whatever. Okay, let's take a look at that. Yeah, there is a uh, a, a a group out there that would believe that uh, Isaac II, he's probably the sorriest uh, um, uh, Byzantine emperor, and he was the one who was blinded, and then uh, the when, yeah. on the Fourth Crusade they came over and took over. Okay, and yeah. they put his son in. Elect- and that is the reason why they t- attacked Constantinople instead of uh, uh, supposed to go down to Alexandria or mm-hmm. something. Crazy. Okay, so uh, if you take a look, his daughter Irene marries the king of Sicily, and then he dies, and then he marries uh, the son of the Holy Roman Emperor. She's killed. She's killed. He's killed in two, uh, 1208, and she's killed uh, shortly after. Mm-hmm. But her children are, are marrying to so many different families that uh, it, it goes crazy. Well, her name is Irene uh, Maria. 
but they go by Maria, but her name is Irene. Her mother's name is Irene. That Irene has uh, been kind of debated in a couple of ways. First of all, they think it goes back to David, the builder of the Bactuti family yeah, of Georgia. Yeah, yeah. If, if, that, if that's the case, then her his last tie to any kind of Armenian person would be in 1208. You, does that mean? Because she would be like two generations Got away. it. Got it. So, that makes so sense. It's, so it's either going to be uh, King, you know, through 1,000 to 1,200 would be the last of the last people who have real connections to Armenia. And by this time, it would be so, you know, you'd say, well, that's just a small percentage. But I'm talking about many lines, you know, because all of a sudden you, you look at. So when you do this DNA, I, I, I'm really, I don't know, I've seen some people in here that say, oh, I took that uh, 23andMe test. They did it with identical triplets. And they came back, each triplet had a different family. Wow. So I'm not so sure necessarily all the time. I'd rather go back and try to trace it another way than just that. Because I think there's some mix-ups in the 23 and me. Wow. Nothing's, nothing's perfect. That, that, yeah, of course. Of no, course, of course. There's got so to be a little, I mean, a little buffer for, for each, mistakes. or, or Each child came yes. different. That's yeah, each really child, interesting. Each, and they're identical, which would be impossible because that'd be one egg was, you know, one egg was split, split three ways. Three ways. Yeah. So, so did you, this is 23andMe that did this? Yeah. I, I, I know if it's 23andMe, one of the two, I was reading a story about that and, and, uh, I was sitting there. That, that's, uh, I've always been kind of hesitant because they always say like I'm 2% Armenian or something like that. Yeah. That doesn't really that doesn't show you anything. I'd rather say who my relative was because that way I want to study that relative, and that's what we need to start talking more about. Of course, yeah, not just the number. The, of yeah. course, yeah, of course. Um, I wanted to kind of shift towards the 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 historical events that that took okay. place, like such as the Crusades or the Mongol invasion. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you think it affected? the Armenian genealogy, uh, especially within the European royalty? Yeah, the, the Mongols. Uh, uh, let's go to the Crusades. The Crusades play a, a, a positive and a kind of a negative role. Mm -hmm. uh, let me explain the positive uh, form. Uh, there are two areas in which the Crusaders uh, didn't really understand that well. One, uh, three areas. Actually, I don't think they understood Constantinople or the, uh, the Eastern Roman Empire very well at all. Uh, but they, they didn't really understand, uh, Cilicia and they didn't really understand the Maronites in Lebanon either because they couldn't understand why there were Christians still in the, in the middle, uh, in the Middle East at that time. So there's, uh, there's a kind of a thing. Now, what we don't know or hasn't really been talked to us a lot. Who was the last? Uh, king of England that spoke nothing but French. It's a really good question. Was it King? Was it King George? No. King Richard. Really? The first the first king to speak only English in court was King John, his brother, and uh, King Richard was actually the last person to speak French. The Crusaders called all. I mean the the people from. Um, Kilikia and the people from mm -hmm. Lebanon, uh, they called the, the Crusaders Franks. Why? Because they spoke French. Because yeah. they spoke French. Yeah. And, and if, you, if you go back to England, remember, half of England's holdings 
were in France at that time too. Remember, Eleanor, his uh, Richard's mother was uh, was French, and that's where he ended up getting some of the Armenian relatives and on her side of the family because they married into the French too. So when you take a look at, it, they called it Franks. The French was uh, adopted in Kalikia at, at court. They started taking a, a actually starting to turn towards more uh, French customs. Uh, they did bowing and kneeling instead mm-hmm. of uh, the other stuff. All that creeps in. Uh, you start seeing noble families marry into uh, yeah. to, to the French uh, families like that, too. So there was a lot of interchange that you never saw. Also, at the ha- you know, you heard the Hagia Sophia, correct? Yes, of course. Of course. Oh, very good. What was the last divine liturgy that was done at the Hagia Sophia? Do you know what it was? No. No. Was it, it was actually a Catholic mass. Interesting. Really? Yeah. And, uh, and what's really kind of crazy, uh, they were doing a unified mass, and, and a story goes that the uh, the two priests disappear into the wall, and they're allegedly going to reappear. I, I, it's a story, but yeah, you know, yeah, they yeah, allegedly reappear. Yeah, you don't have that. So, But the, there was a talk uh, when, when the kings there and even the emperors towards the end to try to get some help that they were going to try to reunify the church at East and West on, on, uh, on the Western uh, base. Now, that brings up another question, which I, I'll try to do history since we're kind of talking about history and genealogy. Yeah. Uh, the uh, Armenian church was under, it's Antiochian. Antiochia, Antioch, Antioch was named after one of the Seleucian kings, Antioch, that uh, founded the city. Mm-hmm. It had the large. It had the largest Jewish like college or big school of study there. Okay. That school almost disappears overnight, and it becomes a Christian school. Do you know who the first bishop of Antioch was? No, fill us in. Peter. Peter was bishop at Antioch before he was bishop at Rome. Now, because he was the first bishop at Rome, they called him the Pope. So if Antioch never failed to the uh, Muslims and, and mm-hmm. later Arabs, uh, would Antioch today be the uh, seat of Peter? Yeah, yeah. And would would the Armenian church be part of the Antiochian uh, thing? There's a, there's some wow. historical questions that you could really uh, you could wow, sink your teeth is, around. Yeah, this is some deep connecting dots. talk about history changing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Wow, because uh, I mean, look, we've, yeah. we've 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 was it? Who was it that we talked about Antioch a lot? Was it Hamlet? We talked, or well, I forgot who it was, but we talked about how Antioch was such a in like integral part of battles that occurred throughout the centuries, like way early on, yeah. um, because of its uh, location. Yeah. Right. Wait. Yeah. I think it was it, with Vaughn. I think it yeah. might have been with Vaughn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it might have been with Vaughn. Uh, yeah. Well, also Antioch, we've covered it well, in some you know, of the with the, with the Carthaginians done, yeah. and yeah, whatnot, yeah. like it, way, we way in the past. Periods, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, but, but Antioch's been battled over for centuries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is so interesting. The Antioch's a, a city by a, a river valley that controls it, and it's a very important city. Mm-hmm. But uh, to make to make matters, so it was a big religious center, and it be it became uh, converted to early Christianity. Remember the the early Christians. Uh, were uh, basically Jewish people until uh, Peter, you know, until Paul started going mm-hmm. out and and getting different things. And uh, remember the apostle that went to um, uh, 
Armenia was a, a later skinned to death, and you'll see a, a you know, uh, holding his skin on his arm in that famous uh, statue. Wow. Wow. Um, so. Okay. Yeah, you, we, you had, we, we had two apostles uh, go through Armenia at the very beginning. So when St. Gregory uh, reestablishes the church in 301, the church had been established there for many years. It's just been on, on the, uh, uh, you know, it, it had to be resurrected yeah, again. Yeah. And that's when he wrote his uh, divine liturgy. And his divine liturgy is very similar to the Byzantine. But you go back to uh, a little bit about Antioch. He was, uh, when his dad, when he fled from um, uh, Armenia and mm-hmm. he was held in, Cap- in Cappadocia when he was young, that's when he's under the influence of uh, these Antiochian priests and stuff. And he got to learn quite a bit of stuff. So much of the Armenian church is based on Antioch. Uh, so it's called an Antiochian church. So interesting. Yeah. So interesting. Um, I want to thank everybody who's joining us live on YouTube. Uh, those of you in the chat who are having the uh, conversation, we are we can see you guys uh, later on. Once we're done with kind of our, our this, you know, our questions uh, for Mike, uh, you guys feel free to ask ask questions. questions. Yeah. yeah, this is a very very fascinating, yeah, interesting really is. topic that we're talking about. Um, again, I want to tell everybody who you can scan that QR code. Uh, and and uh, download the PDF, which will have the the, the lineage of, yeah. and, and you can actually study yourself, yep. um, and and try to you know find your connection to 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 royalty, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. God, I'm gonna I'm gonna do some research on my end. Um, speak- well, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, Mike. Yeah, one thing is kind of neat. Let's say that you are seven eighths armenian and and one of your family married an english person uh-huh. you may find out that you could not trace your family seven eighths of your family in armenia but you might could trace that one person from england yeah. to armenia back so you know uh when you start looking at cradle civilization if we're all ca- uh, if we're all caucasian all this stuff starts making sense because it all fits together it's kind of been hidden that this you know this is very palatable at this point because at some point it wouldn't surprise us that we should all all be Armenians. Can I, Mike? Before you ask your question, yeah. I, I see that 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 brings up a a thought of okay. So if if all these royalties mm-hmm. knowing that there was Armenian uh, connection lineage, right, married off each other, was it kept a secret? Was there something about being Armenian they didn't want to know? Well, or well, to add to your question, was it kept a secret now? Because back then they may they may have known great point, and discussed great point. it. Oh, yeah. There you go. Right? So so can you talk about that a bit? Yeah, yeah. A couple things. Number one, if you take a look, and I I love history, so I'll talk a little bit about. There were yeah. five major cities: Rome, Constantinople, Antioch, Jerusalem, and Alexandria. There's only one city that was left after the conquest of the Arabs, and that was the uh, city of Rome. So when many of these people, especially uh, uh, Kalikian uh, uh, people, move in, they were trying to leave a lot of the east, the eastern part alone and adopt western ways because they were seeing the east as kind of dying because it's being consumed. Mm-hmm. So at, at some point they decided that you know just like the, your friends who said they're Irish Catholic or, or Irish from uh, uh, out east, they come to California. You become a Californian. Yeah, you know so. Yeah. Yeah, as this is what's happened to America, 
you know, when they ask you, who are you? You are American. But yep. if you go to Armenia, who are you? You would tell what village you came from. You would say, you know, your family, you would go like this. In America, we just don't do that. And I think this say we're Americanized. We kind of got Americanized in Europe. They just kind of just put everybody together and you just became that person. So you kind of lose your identity. That's why education, that's why family history, that's why Armenian schools, that's why all this stuff is vitally important because uh, uh, you need to continue this on. Uh, We're talking about Ertos right now. Uh, It was a province of Armenia for every year. It's not average. It's as you are late comers to this deal. They'll, they'll hoot and holler and change everything around and people actually believe it. I think there was like some people let go today at, at ABC, some people let go today at, MBS, at MSNBC, all these networks and stuff are laying off people. Mm-hmm. But if you listen to the, even BBC the other day said that, that Artash was a breakaway province of, uh, of, uh, Abrajan. That is terribly, terribly wrong. But people will just accept it without questioning it, and that's why yes. you need to stand up. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. It's the same thing as let's say, let's say, for instance, they uncovered something in Turkey. Mm-hmm. Let's say they found some some sort of relic, something. Right? They're gonna say modern day Turkey. They're yeah. gonna say Turkey. Like for instance, with the earthquake, I'm sure everybody's seen what's going on. What was that? That castle that collapsed in um i forgot what it was called yeah i, I, that, that I saw it a million by, times uh, what's his name oh, yeah God, God, i mean but that thing's been there for two thousand years. Thousand years who occupied that area yeah turkey yeah, it, yeah and not, i i believe uh, there was, it you know no one's ancient gonna, turkish ancient yeah ancient turkish like, castle collapsed yeah. because of the earthquake yeah. perfect yeah. prime example can, yeah who yeah. built that castle yeah. it wasn't turks yeah it was not turks yeah, and it was it was fortified to try to stop those people from coming, you know, at the border. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it brings up a whole another idea about why you need to defend your borders. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, you know, I wanted to ask. Let's let's move forward a little bit since we're okay, about I'm a sorry. thousand. No, no, no. Don't worry about it. Since we're about a thousand years ago, right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. How did? The and this is a question that was burning for me, and I'm sure a bunch of our people are probably maybe thinking about this: is how did the Armenian genocide um, affect the ability to trace uh, genealogical records? Okay, it, it simple it does, question, uh, but there's probably a yeah. lot of avenues to this. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Let's go previous to genocide, nineteen uh, April twenty fourth, nineteen fifteen. Sure. Before before that. Uh, Armenians uh, were pretty much treated as second or third class citizens. Mm-hmm. And you got to remember that most Armenians were fairly well off compared to many of the people who were uh, living in Anatolia yeah. at that particular they time. Were. And uh, unfortunately, there was a lot of uh, enmity and envy. And uh, so record keeping was not done so much on the um, uh, civil records. And if you had civil records in they wouldn't really be kept a whole lot. So everything was, was kept in the church. And then many of the churches were totally destroyed. Uh, you, you just, you can just say decimated even uh, and set in some really bad shape or they were, uh, people were forced into at uh, divine liturgy, uh, and, uh, close the door, lock the door and, and lit the thing up. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, uh, records burned up. Uh, it, it was absolutely horrible. 
And then you had what's even worse. You had the Treaty of Cervez. And the Treaty of Cervez gives uh, land uh, of uh, eastern Anatolia to the Armenian Republic, which which sounded really good. The only trouble is uh, Kemal, uh, Mustafa Kemal, decided that he and his nationalist Turks uh, didn't want to obey the Ottomans. They said the Ottomans weren't the uh, actual rulers. They knew better. So they just basically tore up the treaty and then tore into uh, Armenia and took over whatever they wanted to do. Again, reestablishing not only the genocide, but putting uh, all the records and stuff for uh, what could have been saved, completely done away with. Uh, America knew about this. Ambassador Morgenthau uh, told uh, Secretary of State uh, William Jenny Bryan and a bunch of other people about it, and we still didn't do anything. I mean, from a humanitarian issue, this is terribly bad. Uh, I, I can't see, but we, this is happening today, too. It's not yeah. only happening today in yeah. Arsenal, it's happening all over the in the Middle East. The, the genocide of Christians in, yeah. in many of these countries and is some amazing. of the African nations, uh, too, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean not to not to get into that topic, but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff going on on in Africa about uh Christians and some of the churches being attacked in some of those countries. But, I mean, but, look what's happened in Israel. Well, yeah, but yeah, there and and a bunch of the uh, Ethiopia specifically and Nigeria. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah, uh, we just we're talking about records. Basically, uh you forget the civil records. Ottomans didn't really keep them much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and probably on purpose, like you said, the churches were pretty much decimated. Uh, I, you can never really tell how many people died. Uh, maybe even well over two million. Yeah, when, there, when I mean, there, there, a lot it. of those numbers and, are estimations. Yeah. yeah, you just don't really know, and uh. you can't, and you can't know because the accurate census of Turkey they didn't really even count a lot of the Armenians in the first place. So they wanted to download that. And they said that they did, I forget what was the last census, 1908, somebody will probably wow. tell me. But uh, that, and that had like pretty close to 2 million people. Or, I don't have my notes in front of me. But th- that was undercounted, I- I'd say, a whole lot. So, you, you, you know, so if you undercount the census, I'm sure you're going to undercount the records or just hide the records. Well, and so course. it was really bad. But 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 again, I mean, not to dive into another avenue, but who was going to ask post genocide? Let's just call it that. Who was going to ask? Well, we want records. We want numbers. What did you do? How many people did you displace? They didn't yeah. care. No one cared. No one cared. Well, you there know? are quote there are quotes in the New York Times that Talat Pasha uh, was actually asking the New York Life Insurance Company to try yeah, to get insurance yeah. policy. Yeah, I, I remember this. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that's well documented. Well documented that he did that. So they know, (laughs) they have an idea. But when you go to the Jewish Holocaust, uh, I don't know, y'all may know this too, but they compute the numbers that they put in on people's arms and stuff were actually computerized. So they actually kept count more than they did in in Armenian genocide. Yeah. So without the ability for computers, uh, it's just all estimates and and records. They, they it's to their ability to lose those records. They don't want to keep those records. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the method. The, well, the, the methodology the, yeah. obviously changed, and I'm not going to blame it on that. But methodology no, no. changed over what uh, between World War One and World War Two was about thirty years. Thirty years. Yeah, yeah. Well, 25, 25 yeah, or thirty yeah, years. Yeah, somewhere, yeah. somewhere around there. 
Yeah, you're you're about right about twenty years to be yeah, honest. Yeah. But but it, they use box cars, they use rail cars yep. in the Armenian genocide. They just improved it in the, in the Holocaust. You know, if there wasn't an Armenian genocide, there probably wouldn't have been a Holocaust because they they're kind well, of patterned out. Well, that. Mike, besides that, besides that, I, I'm sure. Again, I'm not talking about the Holocaust there, but the Germans must have kept some sort of count of how many individuals were brought in yeah. with those box cars, and they may have used those documents to be able to estimate or come close to an estimation, right? Because yeah. yeah. I mean, the Germans were pretty organized people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you know, to give them that much credit, you can. Yeah, they're very organized. I mean, they I'm couldn't sure, have pulled off I'm what sure, they did. I'm if sure they all those trains yeah. that came right. in yeah. over yeah. all those right. years, yeah. they you were. Can't somebody was what keeping the, a log yeah, sheet of this. You can't do yeah, yeah, what yeah, the yeah, Germans yeah. did yeah. if you were not organized. Whereas, it's impossible, whereas so. with the Armenian genocide, as we all know, this lasted over decades, and and we were, yeah. you know, people were taken out into the desert. Nobody was well, keeping count. Here's the thing: the 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 way the Turks did it was. It wasn't really the Turks themselves doing. What the Turks would do is they, yeah, they would come and grab the uh, the Armenians, right? Yeah. They would put them in chains and get them out mm-hmm. to the desert. But what they would do is they would give the the Kurds yes. weapons, horses, yeah. this and that, yeah. because they had already by that time they had uh, uh, the propaganda of the Kurds and the Armenians that lived together was fed so much that the Kurds were because the Kurds were actually second class citizen as yes. well, but. The whole idea was, okay, let's get the Kurds to hate the Armenians more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we'll deal with the Kurds later. Yeah. But at least they were kind of close in yep. race, right? So they would give them the weapons. And, and then the Kurds are the ones who marched them through the desert. Yeah. So it was them who were doing the killings, most of the killings. But again, at that point, they washed their hands clean. Of course. No one's, of no, course. No, oh, one's, yeah. no one's gonna employ. But the Kurds also yeah. had a the Kurds also had a, a, a incentive at the end of it, of right? Of course they did. Because they were gonna get to take over the homes of the Armenians, the businesses of the Armenians, of course they the did. wealth of the Armenians. Or so was, they were promised. They were promised, yeah. yeah. They were, they were and then promised. they saw how that ended. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. But. And, and they were gonna get uh, uh, under Wilson's fourteen points, they were gonna get a Kurdistan. And Kurdistan was going to be right next to where Armenia was, which but, yeah. which they're still fighting for to this day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. right. which they're still fighting for. for yeah. this day. very interesting. Um, Mike, what kind of, um, I guess, advice or tips or guidance would you give to someone uh, who is starting to research um, their 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 genealogy and how to find out if they have Armenian? Uh, heritage or yeah, lineage? Good question. Yeah, uh, very good question. Uh, it would be a couple ways. Uh, first of all, if you were uh, Armenian and you knew your Armenian heritage, I would uh, go and check with uh, as many of the, your relatives as you can to get your uh, records and stuff like that. And then also, the Armenian church here uh, in the United States has uh, a lot of records, uh, and you can get a lot of records on the uh, uh, Internet as well. As you are, if you are English, Irish, Scottish, uh, Polish, Spanish, uh, even uh, uh, well, a couple other things we would mention. Uh, Kivan Rouge, if, if you want to look in that, you can see. Uh, you can just trace back to one of the gateway relatives, and the gateway relatives are pretty easy to, to establish. Yeah. And then that goes right into Kings, and you can find out exactly how you fit by using these codes up here. So, if you can get to a gateway relative, uh, then you can fit in. Uh, I was reading today, and, and uh, there's a couple of challenges I want to do before we leave. But sure, uh, one of the things I was going to try to uh, look at or think about 
everyone knows the Kardashians are Armenian, right? Mm-hmm. Because Robert Kardashian came from. But had you ever thought about this? Uh, Kris Jenner, uh, the, the the mother of uh, Kylie and. Yeah. Um, okay. They could be Armenian as well. She's English, Irish, and and uh, something else. And uh, they were saying on Kim's mother's side, it goes back to some kings in Scotland. And I didn't have enough time to look it up today, but I was kind of just hunting around in case it ever came back. You could actually make a case of having people who are married to somebody who's Armenian and then they'd be part family or whatever. And you could be uh, Armenian as well, but they just say, well, I just go back couple generations of my people came from England or my people came from this. Yeah. I'm telling you, you need to overlook that, Keep go back going. deeper. Keep going. And, and you find out that, oh my gosh, yeah, we are uh, actually much more related. And if that's the case, that brings up uh, some really interesting history. Yeah, you're right. I mean, if you don't just stop at, oh, there's the Armenian and then that's it. You quit. Yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. got to be, there's got to be something further than that. Like, why would you want to stop? The valid point. well yeah you know when you think about it and there's so many you have really good episodes about you know armenian history and how important it mm-hmm. was and the ratus and stuff like that and i want you to go and, and emphasize this really you think of it as armenia being one of the cradle civilizations we had to come from there so it only makes sense that we could trace ourselves back to that same as place. far as it you would can not possibly go. So we yeah. go. Yeah. And then you couldn't go any further. Now, we may see people from other cradle civilizations, like I said, because we were on the Silk Road. Mm-hmm. So you could see people moving in. So I may not look like I'm Armenian. I sure don't look like I'm Korean. I don't look like I'm Indian. I don't look like I'm Persian. Your I last name's like th- your last name's not with an IAN. My last name's not with IN, but my name was stolen. I mean, I was given <laughs> yeah. because I, I, we were uh, crop shares on, on somebody else's uh, land and, and they got our last name. So I forget the last names. I, I think yeah, we sure. had to go deeper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's oh, it's it's so crazy. I mean, I I mean, I know as far as my family is concerned, I've maybe gone back maybe about 150 to 200 years, just the origination points. Yeah. And that's it. No, so I'm my, definitely, I'm is... guilty. I'm guilty of stopping somewhere. I mean, look, but I am Armenian. Yeah. Well, but I, I, going further back, yeah. like what if I kept going further back? You know, back? for me, I, again, I haven't tried to do what Mike is talking yeah, about. I'd, but I'd as far as to. me trying to put my family tree together, I've got, uh, the furthest I've gone is my great grandparents. Yeah. No, great, great grandparents. Sorry. Uh, but anything, uh, you know, after yeah, that. Yeah, same. I, it's I great, no great. About. Great, great, great grandparents that I've traced back through my mom's side, not my dad's side. Um, that's how yeah. far back I've yeah. I think what maybe two hundred years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's about it. That's where I've stopped. Right. I haven't thought about anything else. I haven't looked into anything else. And again, not through not through any testing or whatever, just yeah. you know, family family word of mouth records, let's call it that. You know? Mike, uh, yeah. yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I was saying I wouldn't stop, but not each line, you, you're not going to be able to go back real far. But you, when you find a line that you can, you, you, you just go back that way and you can see, and then you can actually trace yourself back. Yeah. So like my myself and my wife, uh, I grew up in Minnesota. She grew up here in Texas. We met in college. We got married. Uh, but we both have families from the Basque area of Spain. So at the same time. Wow, so, you really? Know, we go back, we we go back far enough. Uh, she she doesn't have the same 
interest as I do as far as uh, I guess doing this, but uh, we, we can find out that many people are, are even closely related more so than that. And that's what really blows my mind is, you know, as a teacher, we're, our kids are being taught, you know, that we are millions and millions of years old. And you have what's called at least we have a common ancestor. So if you think about this, we <laughs> yeah. would go back and back and back and then we curve and then we come back to we believe like Adam and Eve story come to the one person. But you go like a like a an old fashioned bell curve and be here. Well, if we're millions of years old, it would go like this, 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 this. Yes. It would be way it over would be here. Up, okay. Yeah. Not eight hundred years. No. The, yeah. the, no, no, no. You could you cannot tell me that we could have in this audience say, let's say we have a couple thousand people doing it. Okay, whatever. And we probably could pick out thirty people that are relatively maybe seventh or eighth cousins. Okay. To prove my point, what do uh, Dick Cheney, John Kerry, Barack Obama, and George W. Bush have in common? They've ruined our country. Well, they probably have that. <laughs> okay. They all like cognac. <laughs> Armenian cognac. Well, no, no. It's bad joke. That's bad it. joke. Go I, ahead. Okay. No, they, they all are cousins, and they all are have Armenian relatives. How so? How far back? Well, that's what I'm going to try to tell you. They, they have these common relatives about, you know, either 800 or 1,000 years ago. And what the bad part about it is we all have these common relatives. Yeah. Why aren't we, you know, tonight we should be screaming and, and throwing stuff at our computers here and saying, my gosh, why have I been told these uh, stories all this life is that we are millions and millions of years old and we could not possibly learn all this stuff, you know, Uh I'm sorry, thinking, hey, wow, we need to change our, uh, you know, put our faith maybe in something else other than in what we're putting our faith in. That I agree with. That I, you agree know, with. yeah, I think our, our fathers had pretty strong faith. You know, if if you live through some of the uh, times that they lived through, uh, they had to have a lot stronger faith than we did. Well, I, mean, I don't know if we could, we could withstand some of the stuff they did. No, no. They were a different breed of human beings back then. You know, these people yeah. lived through world wars and Vietnam and, and Lord knows anything else. Well, even before that. Well, yeah, even yeah. prior to well, that. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, it, I, the, the carnage and turmoil that sometimes we discuss, it's like, wow, was the world really like this back then? You know, it's just... Yeah. Some of the things it was almost like a flip of a coin to 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 be able to survive some of these some of these timelines some of these of course, eras of course right? I mean we can't even imagine the things they went through um, um but uh again I want to thank everybody who's joining us uh, uh on the live chat we have Mike Cunningham joining us from Austin Texas live we are talking about the uh, genealogy Genealogies. Of, and history of yeah. Armenia yeah. and some amazing connections some unbelievable connections um that it, I mean you said what forty Three out of forty-five presidents yeah. are yeah. Armenian. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't. Yeah, well, I wouldn't you know, doubt I, I, it. What's really yeah. interesting is I wonder if they knew. If they, I if, mean Churchill, listen, obviously with the cigar and the cognac, you know. Listen, <laughs> you know, he knew. He knew. There's no other way. You know. I mean, um, but, okay. If you take a look at Churchill, take a look at that video I sent you, and start looking at these people's faces, and you can actually tell that they actually have similar facial features. Yeah, that's actually, crazy. Actually, uh, uh, I want to mention to everybody um, after the show. If you guys go uh, on YouTube, search for Mike Cunningham's channel. He has that video up where you guys can. It, it, it's it's like a thirty minute video, and it's just showing the the 
pictures of yeah. everybody who has Armenian yep. uh, lineage. Uh, so it's very interesting. Again, Mike Cunningham, uh, just search for him on YouTube. You'll find his channel and you can watch it there. Uh, I also want to tell you guys, if you have any questions uh, in the chat, uh, we're getting close to about an hour and a half. We'll probably be ending the show soon. But uh, if you have any questions, please yeah, go guys, ahead and ask um, it in the chat and we'll ask, uh, and Mike will see it and we'll, we'll go ahead ask and it for post some uh, Post some interesting yeah. questions. Um, um did you have a question yeah yeah so i wanted to know i mean and this this could be a very simple question but the importance of it is what matters right is how does armenian genealogy connect individuals or just any culture not just ours to their cultural heritage and how does that identify them or dig deep grassroots to finding their identity right this yeah. is this is this is base this is the basis of geneal genealogical research. Yeah. Individual. Okay. I, I have a good answer for that one, Mike. Do you read the Bible? Yes, I do. Okay, do you see the Bible as a bunch of stories or just uh, is that really somebody's relatives? No, no, the book is alive to me. Okay, well good. You take a look at Maccabees, okay? Yes. How many okay, in the apostolic church Mm -hmm. I mean, the Apostolic Church is three Maccabees. In the uh, Catholic Church, there's two Maccabees. And in the uh, Protestant churches, there are zero Maccabees. Yes. Okay, now, what's wrong with that? Interesting question. I never put any thought into okay. this. Okay, put, put it this way. The Maccabees talk about that when uh, the Maccabees were uh, actually, I think it's uh, uh, Aramaic for the hammer. Yeah. If, I, if I go yeah. back to that. And, yeah. and they were leading they were leading a revolt against the succulent kings. Okay. Mm -hmm. And they were trying and they had desecrated the temple. And when they take over the temple again, they burn the oil. And that's where you get the festival of lights, or we get Hanukkah from that. Okay. Yeah. Now, yeah. if if we did not have the Maccabees, we would never have had Jesus. Yeah. Because why would Jesus have come back if they hadn't restored the church? Because there wouldn't be any Jewish people left. Absolutely. Okay, so that has to be important. So when you take a look at it, you, you need to put importance to things and study things, and that's the same thing. Like if you just take that out, oh, that's just a story. We're just going to throw that away. Oh, that's just this. That's not important. Okay, when you start defining that, and Martin Luther decided that, he, he levitated. Mm -hmm. he, uh, it's an old story about that. He said, this isn't important enough to be in the Bible. Well, if that's not important enough to be in the Bible, then Jesus would have never come here because there wouldn't have been any Jewish people to come to. Yeah. Okay, so when you take a look at it, the same is with our family histories. This has to be just as alive to you, so you explain to your uh, your uh, offspring. Okay, this is what this king did. This is what this person did. This is what the people did. This is what the battle that they won and stuff like that. So if you don't get it in in world history in school, uh, they they learn about the. Uh, uh, you know, other other things. They learn about Rome. They learn about Greece. They, they learn about all this other kind mm -hmm. of invented stuff. We're gonna have to teach them at home. Absolutely, that's such a great yeah, way. Of that, that was a, that was actually a perfect way of explaining it. Uh, that, that was uh, wow. I mean, the further back you go, I mean, it's just like it's just like all the stuff that we've been learning on this journey of ours, right? Yeah, it connects you even more. Not that we were disconnected, but it connects you even more and yeah, more it and you more. more. You start seeing now, things a lot. Now clear, you become clearer, fully grounded yeah, in it. Yeah. You know? Um. Uh, again, you and I, as much as we can say we're history lovers 
we didn't know half the things we've learned no, through but besides, this journey we've been yeah, on. You know? and, so. and besides that, what I mentioned earlier, like a couple minutes ago, about finding out my mom's side of our family tree back about 200 years, yeah. at least my estimation, I would have, and I'm going to be 100% honest with you, I would have never asked that question if it wasn't for this podcast. Yeah. Like if for what we're doing. You're welcome. I, I, <laughs> thanks, buddy. <laughs> I would have never asked that question. I would have never asked my mom, okay, hey, tell me about your grandparents and their grandparents yeah. and yada, yeah. yada, where were they from? What happened here? Did, I wish my I mean? grandparents were still around so I can pick their brain, but unfortunately yeah. they're gone. Um, Mike, um, uh, is there anything yeah. else you want to share? Anything specific? Yeah, a couple things. I'd like to make a couple challenges. One is I'd like for uh, everyone, if they haven't subscribed, to subscribe to your channel. I think that's very <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> that. Wow. wow. Uh, awesome. Secondly, I, I'd like to, uh, if you hadn't already belonged, I would like for everyone to join the uh, ABGU American um, uh, Armenian uh, Benefit General, uh, Armenian General Benefit Union. A mm -hmm. uh, really good organization out of uh, New York. Uh, actually, uh, it's it's go deep into that, and they have a special project that's been up since 2009. The AGBU AVC Armenian Virtual College, yeah. and Armenian Virtual Armenian Virtual College is offering free college uh, Armenian history classes. Yeah, and they are absolutely excellent. Uh, it's it's wow. really easy. This is through AGBU, uh, right? Yeah, AGBU. AGBU. Uh, but it's AGBU and there's an, uh, what is it actually? AVC. AGBU, AVC. AVC. Uh, Armenian okay. Virtual AVC. Uh, you go to there. Uh, the people have been really, really nice. We, we've set up uh, schools all around the world working with them. And uh, I had seven of my students get uh, a diploma from them uh, this last year. Mm -hmm. I, I, I liked it so much. I ended up finishing my a second master's degree with them and I wrote a master's thesis. But uh, the, the price is right. It's free. But more importantly, this is something that you could actually take and explain about your family. And if you love history and you love history about Armenia, you will study this and be very, very good. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this is, this is, this is so important, uh, to, to happen. And, uh, these people are absolutely wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't, uh, I don't, I don't think we'd have near the problems that, that we would have today if uh, more people took classes to understand. Of course, and you could give. I think you get this real strong idea about the sense of uh, community of the Armenian community, even if we're uh, left in eight hundred, two thousand. You know, we start looking at it, some people left Armenia and went to lesser Armenia, and then some people left to go into the royal families. But everybody, this disaster has been growing and growing yeah. since the uh, 800s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had a funny story. I think I told you some other time off camera. I found out recently, what was it, like about three or four months ago, that I had a great-grandparent from my dad's side that actually left Armenia, or was it Syria? Because it was a lot of Armenians in Halib yeah. or Aleppo back, yeah. way back mm -hmm. then. Came to the U.S. in 1912. And stayed here for like 20 yeah, years. Yeah, 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 stayed here for like 20 years, worked all sorts of odd jobs, and then left and went back. Yeah. I was like, it was a friend. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. I've had a great grandparent who uh, came here over 100 yeah. years ago, man. Came and made some money and went yeah. back. Uh, uh, again, I want to okay. mention that's AG, AGBU Armenian Virtual College. If you guys go ahead and Google that, uh, uh, again, uh, Mike, you said those are free courses, right? Yeah, they, yeah. they are free courses. That's uh, awesome. Just, yeah. It, it was designed by Dr. Zervan. Uh, he is uh, located up there in uh, uh, 
San Francisco area. Okay. But uh, the college is out of uh, Yerevan. And they, uh, my major professor was actually at Yerevan State University, was writing my thesis. Okay. So, Speaking of Yerevan, it, Mike, uh, have you been to Armenia? No. You've never been? Unbelievable. Wow. No. Let's go, man. I, Come on, yeah, Mike. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would. Uh, Yes, yeah, that's one thing I'd like to do. I, I'm very strong. I'll admit this. I'd like to get my second uh, citizenship. I, I'm applying for a second citizenship from Armenia. And I would also like to be, uh, if I so honored, be an honorary consul here in Austin for yeah. Armenia. Well, you know, in order for you to get your passport, you have to go to Armenia. So one way or another, you yeah, have you to have go to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we are we are working with uh, Dr. Zervan and trying to work through the embassy yeah. uh, to meet with them in April. Uh, we're doing some student mediations, and this is kind of interesting. And, and uh, we're doing this project in the state of Texas. Uh, uh, we're doing a, a geography, a genea, a genea, excuse me, geography of genocide. Mm-hmm. Uh, for uh, we're doing a, a public uh, uh, professional development on March 25th. I'm doing it, and then on April 24th, we're going to put it out. Then at the end of that week, uh, we're going to Washington D.C. And we're proposing uh, four different uh, contests, and we're including some people from Armenia and Artos with the YMCA. And uh, we're doing a student mediation where the students are going to be the Azis and students are going to be the uh, Armenians. And they're going to sit down and try to do the border dispute, yeah. which is it's kind of interesting because you got to learn both sides. And then we're also doing the moot court, which is uh, like they did uh, ICC where they're taking it to the ICC court. And uh, we have that court case, too. That's so, and, uh, and, and the winner is going to be, uh, 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 is gonna be the, a guest on our show. Oh, yeah. Well, what? Yeah, not, yeah, guest meaning like they're, we're going to have him on the show. Okay. You know? Like not right. a full-on guest, but we're going to have All him right. on the show. This is, yeah. this is fun. Yeah. Is this, yeah, so this going to be streamed in any way? I just have to ask, I guess, since technology yeah. kind of, yeah. See, we're, we're piling it with South Africa in April. And then in June the 10th, on the anniversary of uh, 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 St. Gregory getting out mm-hmm. of the pit, we are going to do the international competition on, on that Saturday, June the 10th, and we'll, we'll stream it. And then we'll be glad to... Uh, have the kids uh, yeah. Yeah. send us yeah. send us the stream so we, yeah. we can and maybe we'll, we'll, we'll post we'll, the stream yeah. so people could watch whichever yeah. kids win we'll yeah. have them as a short guest on our show so cool. you know just yeah. to just to uh, talk about their experience uh and mike will provide us all that information we'll share yeah. it with everybody um uh, mike before we 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 end the show uh we kind of stopped we, doing this but we got to bring it back yeah we got to bring it back uh, i wanted to ask you the time machine question the time machine question um if you ever if you could ever go back to any time period in history and experience it what would it be wow that's a very good question i'd almost like to say uh 451 and i'd like to go with the armenians are battling the persians and I'd, I'd like to hear the speech that they gave to uh, really, uh, you know, gin up the the uh, the, the people because uh, actually speaking, they know they're going to a suicide yep. attack, yeah. Yeah. but but they still do. It. Or conversely, would be the Battle of Thermopylae. But since I'd rather push the Armenian one, I'll say the Armenian one first. But there are some times in hi- in history that you are called to do things extraordinary. And uh, yeah. Khan was one person that, that did something extraordinary. And without his putting down his life, 
we might not be talking, you know, yes. about this today at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sparked, it sparked and, and see, the revolution. And, and, and talking about that, if people learned, uh, and, and another challenge you need to do, you need to actually look at your history so that way you can buy statues and help your program out and stuff like that. But you're not just buying statues, you're buying your own history yeah, that you can yeah. teach and see every day. Yeah, I mean, it's... And it's, helping a good cause, that's what it oh, is. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, I mean, all this of this whole, stuff is a discussion piece yeah, and, just, and just spark your interest. It's just like a movie. When somebody makes a timepiece or a time period movie, right, you... Whether it's based off of a true story or not, like people do end up researching but, and I looking mean, into things. Look at look at look at Mike's situation. The fact that Mike found out that he has Armenian uh, heritage, right? Yeah. Look how involved he is. Look at the thing as a teacher, right? Look look at what he's doing. Yeah. And he didn't have to do this. No, he didn't have to not. do this. That's what I'm look, marveled by but, by his story. But that's what I'm saying is like, imagine how many people are out there that might have Armenian heritage. And if that sparks to go, hey, what is Armenian? Let me go learn it. And then he'll find out about our, uh, the, uh, the culture, the hospitality, hospitality, you know, uh, where we come from, everything we've gone through, the, the, the hard times, the good times. Uh, and again, what we're uh, battling through right now with the falsification of our history, it's so... Uh, it's so important. People are not understanding how yeah. serious this is. Yeah. If you guys think that just because there's uh, wars happening, that's serious. You have no idea when you have outside sources who are have this agenda and a powerful, you guys have no idea how powerful yeah. this agenda is to completely, completely falsify our history where we will become gypsies yeah nothing in, 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 in nothing in, but yeah. nothing but like oh, yeah. history Start itself taking this seriously we keep we didn't do this just because we uh, it's for fun yeah we love it but there's a mission behind this yeah. we have to tell our stories that's why i keep saying all you rich people out there with your you know you, you're spending your money on on stupid things invested into storytelling i don't care what kind of a form it is it could be movie documentary there are amazing creative kids out there who we are have amazing yeah, stories guys we uh, have amazing stories uh, screenwriters producers get to them invest 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 and tell our story you're not going to take that money with Whoa. you to the grave that, hey, a lot more substance hey, hey something that you mentioned before and you just mentioned now so passionately if you take a look at the the pressure that one government can put on our government because they have 80 million people or whatever in, in their area, allegedly. Mm -hmm. We have probably maybe 75, 80 million people living in the United States that could probably claim some sort of Armenian heritage. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. you talk to the producers like that, and if you got those people involved and they actually got to see that, how that would actually change what we're talking about today. That changed the dynamics completely. Well, looking at it you from know, that standpoint, you would yeah. shows on television, yeah. You talk about another. Well, we have an sorry, Mike. I was going to say, talk about a, doing a documentary with people like Mike about the genealogy of Armenian history and then having it on a major platform, right? Imagine how many people who watch that, just like us, you could be sitting on Netflix or Amazon Prime, whatever, watching some document. Imagine if something like that is done and, yeah. and, and somebody who's sitting there is watching this and going, hmm. Maybe I might be Armenian. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Their, Are you kidding? Research. Of course. So, uh, you know, that that's the point, again, is is to constantly, constantly tell us. This is the time. If we don't do this now, I guarantee everybody. Yeah. I guarantee you guys, in 10 years, it's done. 
it's done. Forget about our history. Oh, yeah. Forget about our history. Yeah, the that's way, how, the way things are going, the way things are going, yeah. I, I agree if with you this. just look at the Arctosh War, you know, 94, uh, you know, Arctosh was fairly large. And then in the 2000, when the aid by the Turks, it, it shrunk into where it is today. If you spend another 10 years, what are you going to do? Go down to nothing? You know, well, we, I mean, we need it's to already, stand up. It's somewhat on its way yeah. there. It, it, well, it, no, I mean, unfortunately. But if, if people stood up, if Biden stood up, if a lot of our politicians stood up, you know, uh, they would realize that, hey, they're, they're killing their own relatives. Somebody should remind Biden that he's, uh, he's army, he has someone, Armenian heritage. Someone needs to remind Biden he's Biden. <laughs> um, all right. So. Uh, anyways, the 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 point is that uh, it is it is time to 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 get serious. There's so much we can do. We're using this platform to to inform people to get it out there. Those of you who who, who like our podcast, you guys watch us, listen to us, tell your friends about it. Get them on. Start listening. We are getting so many emails and people reaching out to us uh, from different parts of San Diego in the house. By the way, San Diego has been definitely. Yeah. I, mean, uh, I mean, some of your guys' yeah. comments. Thank you. Th- you know, thank for, you. We for appreciate what we're it. Doing and, we're and, working on some stuff, like I said, yeah. and, and, and the, the, earlier I mentioned about the, the med talk that we're going to be doing, which is going to be like a Ted talk type of a thing. Um, uh, Mike would definitely will we'll love to have yeah. you on as well. Yeah. Uh, would you be and, interested in yeah. joining in Mike? Yeah. I'm, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. He'll, he'll take a trip up to, yeah. to Glendale over here or Burbank passing, depending where we end up doing yeah, it. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, that's in the works. Yervon West. Yervon West. There you go. <laughs> nice. I like that. I like that. Nice. Um, all right, Mike. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us. We, we, we truly appreciate it. Uh, we're going to, he'll, yeah, he'll be back. We he'll have, back. we're going to do a special, uh, he's got a lot more info. Yeah, guys. We're going to do a another lot. episode with Mike about yeah. uh, Educide, which, yeah. which is something that, uh, is very important and we'll cover all those, uh, the topic and, and how important that is as far as Armenian her- heritage yeah. goes, all, yeah. all, everything, you know? Mike, um, really quick, is there somewhere that you usually post things or videos or something like this that people can reach you out again if you want to go ahead and plug that? Yeah, I, I have a couple YouTube channels. We have okay. a, a couple school channels. I'll send you all those so you can post on the deal. Sure thing. Uh, a couple on Facebook as well. Uh, we're trying to work with a lot of schools. Uh, at one time, we had like 1,200 teachers all around the world. And we had like 40 uh, different schools were doing uh, AVC classes and stuff. Okay. So uh, the concept was is uh, we're trying to work to get the ministers of education to accept and to college transcript. And right now, AVC is accredited by the Armenian Ministry of Education. So it's, it's a fully accredited university. Got but uh, I, I'm thinking that learning for learning's sake is really what we need to do here. And I couldn't, I could not recommend more highly some of these Armenian courses. I think they have eight of them up right now. Uh, it's it's interactive, uh, and you get to learn a tremendous amount. Awesome. I appreciate yeah. it because I got to learn all about my relatives. That's amazing. That's amazing. Again, yeah, I, I mean, yeah. I hope this sparks a lot of the people that have been listening or will listen. We'll listen. We'll, we'll watch. Listen. You know, people. I, obviously, guys, we get a lot more people I watching this, later on. This, so. this really sparks yeah. a yeah. little bit of a and, research bone inside of you. Yeah. You know? And, and tell, tell them to share with their friends that they think are non-Armenians because I don't think there is such a thing as a non-Armenian. I just think there's fractional Armenians. Yeah. That's a good point. 
Yeah, we, we have it. a saying in Armenian. It's basically the whole world is Armenian. They just don't know it yet. So. <laughs> yeah. Hey, what? How smart can they be? Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. true. Uh, again, Mike, thank you so much for taking ah. the time out of your day to join yeah, us live you, from Austin. I know it's getting late over there, so I'm sure you want to go get some sleep. Uh, okay. We'll talk to you soon uh, uh, in the next coming weeks uh, about doing another episode. So yeah, again, thank you so man. much, and and we wish you a, a wonderful night. Peace be with you Mike, too. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you for what you do. God thank bless. You guys. God bless. Right. God bless you guys too. Bye. Thank you. All right, everyone. That was Mike Cunningham and joining us. And he's a got a of, lot yeah. more information. Yeah. yeah, that that was This is uh, this this is just the tip of the iceberg. When you, you know, when we when we initially spoke to him. Yeah. Man, he's got a lot of info. Yeah. Uh hope everybody enjoyed this. Um like I said, we're going to have Mike back on yeah. uh, EduSide. It's a very interesting topic mm-hmm. that we need to to cover. Um, I want to mention next week we'll be covering Osho the Third, um, the Merciful. Is it just me and you again? It is just me and you. <laughs> wow, you had to whisper that into yes. the microphone. Yes, Jeez, you this, and me. This is where mm. I exit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that'll be next Thursday and then February 23rd will be, uh, with Tom DeWall. Uh, a, it'll be the interview that, that another, interview, another really interesting yeah, the conversation, interview, by the way, everybody, that interview will be pre-recorded, but we'll be airing it live. We'll be with you in the chat. We'll be, you know, there to answer any questions. So we'll be with you. Um, and that will be the, the, the author who wrote the black garden, um and that's something i i highly highly recommend yeah. everybody to to go and get that if you can uh it's a great book there's the audiobook uh, version as well you can listen to it again it's called the black garden it will definitely give you a better idea of everything how this whole conflict uh and the first one started uh during the Artsakh uh, situation um follow us on instagram again we got we have a lot of announcements that are going to be coming up so make sure you follow us on instagram uh, I, as i mentioned we are working on this med talk program uh that will be live in front of an audience uh no we're not going to air that for free on the thing it's a free event so you need to get up and come when we do yeah, announce this down, um it's going to be great yeah. uh we're looking for a spot that can possibly hold about 500 people It'll be theater. Um, so uh, again, we'll announce it as soon as we have more details. Uh, it, it's going to be sometime mid March, uh, possibly on a Sunday. So you have no excuses. To say I had a birthday to go to. Um, besides that, let's see what else. Uh, uh, it, uh, I won't mention. It's a little bit premature. Okay. Uh, Jess is asking, "What was the website for the free courses again?" Uh, the free courses, it's, it's AG, well, it's, I don't know the exact website, but search AGBU, uh, virtual online college. Yeah. Armenian, yeah. Armenian, Armenian vir- virtual Ar- college. Armenian, virtual, virtual, yeah, yeah, Armenian, virtual, Armenian college. virtual college. Yeah. Armenian virtual college. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, definitely, uh, it's through AGBU, yeah. which, which is, which is great. Um, let's see what else, uh, anything else am I missing before we uh, call it a night? I don't know. I think that was it. I think yeah. we covered and, all and those of you who, who got a hashtag again, we'll we'll post yeah, the it's link. It's a QR code. Nah, man. I keep saying hashtag. Damn, what is my obsession? Dude, with you're hashtag? like were you obsessed you know why? with Twitter because in your I, past life or something? No, 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 no. Okay. It's because I keep handling the goddamn uh what do you call it? The yeah, hashtag uh, the, the QR code, dude. Instagram posts and you never do it, so it's me with <laughs> the hashtags. 
Um, so, all right. Uh, what else? Uh, uh, yeah. So, well, there's something happening. Anyways, too, too it's premature. <laughs> I don't want to mention it. Anyways, I'm, I'm so excited. Yeah. We were doing so many side yeah, projects don't. that I'm so excited that I want to announce all of them. But you must lock away the secrets. Yes, yes, yes. You must lock away the secrets. Um, all right, everybody. Again, follow us on Instagram, uh, Patreon. Uh, we had a new Patreon, Seda from San Diego, who joined Seda. Thank you so much. Thank we you, truly Seda. Appreciate it. She chose the King and Queens, which is twenty dollars a month, supporting us. That money is going to go towards a very, very special project that's coming up. I will announce that as soon as it is confirmed. This is going to be a big thing that we're doing again. This is another project, so a lot of things are happening. Um, so uh, if you want to support us support us to patreon or you can become a member through youtube you can click on that it says member join it starts at 2.99 i'm sure you can afford 2.99 a month to support our little podcast that's becoming bigger and bigger by day so uh besides that uh we want to thank everybody who joined us um was there anything in the chat that we want to answer uh thank you to everyone for your yeah. unbelievable comments yeah. guys this, thank this you you guys are fun and you guys are awesome. Yeah. We see a lot of the same faces. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Come on down. Yeah. 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 And, and subscribe. Hit that notification bell. So when we go live or post videos, you guys are notified. So again, we're going to call it a night. So uh, as we always say, respect one another. Love one another. Until the next episode. Take care of yourselves.